How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the third episode of the It Ain't Much Football Podcast with your hosts, Kyle and Austin, bringing you all the latest in pro football news, analysis, and so much more. And today we're going to talk a little bit. We're not going to do a mock draft, but we are going to talk about the 2021 upcoming NFL draft at the end of this month. Um, and just kind of give our thoughts. Yeah, I mean, we have jobs, okay? These people who don't have <laughs> jobs can sit in front of a computer all day and just play games and put people where they want to pick them and do mock simulators all the time. We don't have time for that. And you don't have time for that either. Um. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to insult your intelligence. Yeah. There's a hundred mock drafts out there. We don't need to make it a hundred more. They're all wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nothing, nothing set in stone until the day of. Yeah. Um, so with that said, you know, if we were doing a mock draft, we'd obviously just be able to outright say Trevor Lawrence is going to go number one. I think we already know that. Um, but I think kind of what we want to do today is, is talk about the players that, that are highly sought after. Some quarterbacks, one particular tight end, um, and a couple wide receivers that we kind of look at and, and see where they may fall. So, yeah, I mean, after the Jags pick Zach Wilson first. Um, that's the big question. Is it going to be Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields going second? <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know, I don't think Urban Meyer is going to take anybody other than Maybe than he's, he's going to have a migraine on draft day. He's going to forget who he's supposed to pick. Oh, man. Well, he might retire right then and there. Do some analysis for the Big Ten Network he's for He's going to draft year. Mac Jones and then retire. Could you imagine if Urban Meyer picked an Alabama quarterback? Man, I'd hate it. Um, then so, you're not even from the South. So Trevor Lawrence going number one is all but done, um, and he'll join a Jags team that's up and coming. They got a really, they they've made some quiet, great moves this offseason. Chat Griffin from the Seahawks. They got Carlos Hyde at running back. Um, Mike Glennon at quarterback, which I know doesn't sound great, but when that's your backup, at least you have something to fall back on. Um, and then they also got Marvin Jones from the Detroit Lions. So, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence. You know, year one it's not going to be easy. I think the Colts are going to be really good. The Titans will still be really good. So. Um, it's going to take a few years, but, but Lawrence will, will get there for sure. One thing I saw in Trevor Lawrence's play in college, I mean, I think we both agree, he's NFL ready, I think. Oh, God, yeah. He is, his pocket presence, everything. Well, without having Patrick Mahomes' arm, he looks like Patrick Mahomes. Like His pocket presence, like you said, it's it's phenomenal. I mean, he does not get rattled. And then he moves just so swiftly. See, he can run. He doesn't have Patrick Mahomes' like little granny stride, you know, where he's <laughs> yeah. just like walk into his car after the grocery store so that's a that's a plus yeah uh, he's that de- he's definitely super athletic and um again you know like i said you know without mahomes arm you know that's one thing but does everybody need to have a, a bazooka for an arm probably not you know look at uh who's a quarterback of the bears that sucked <laughs> Is that of them, every single <laughs> who one was the one that sucked a little less jay cutler jay cutler yeah he, he, had, a, he had a bazooka man he could launch the football but where was it going Okay, off topic. Since the Bears have never had a good quarterback, is Jay Cutler the greatest Bears quarterback ever? No, the dude from the '80s, Jim McMahon, the one who could only see out of one eye. Oh my God. Um, anyway, let's let's get back on on topic here. So the the topic of conversation a lot of people are talking about is the San Francisco 49ers trading up to get the third overall pick. Now, most teams don't trade up to third and don't get a quarterback. Um, so their aggressive trade to be the number three pick kind of makes you think they're either going to go like Trey Lance, Justin Fields. I doubt they get Zach Wilson because he'll probably go to the Jets at number two. Um, Austin, what are your thoughts on the 49ers trading up to get third, and who do you think they get? I mean, we've seen crazier things, but I would almost guarantee Zach Wilson going second. 
But I just don't... I think they're picking Justin Fields. They didn't trade up to get a tight end. They didn't trade up to get an offensive lineman. They didn't trade up to get a dude from North Dakota. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to go with Justin... And then Justin Fields, I think, is going to be a solid quarterback in that 49ers team. You know, he, ha- he has the arm. He has the the speed. I mean, that's a speedy team. You know, with Moser and... Uh, who else is on their team? Debo Samuel. Yeah, they've got a lot of talent um, on the offensive side of the ball and on the defense side, of course. George Kittle, you know, one of the best tight ends in the league, and he'll be healthy and ready to go. He won't be a Jaguar, despite what his Twitter says. Well, one thing I saw, though, this is the biggest issue, is uh, uh, there was a tweet, and it said, what is your favorite team's, uh, you know, biggest, what's the biggest thing that's going to affect the team? What's the thing you should be worried about for your team? And for the 49ers, uh, their field. Yeah, and their ACLs. Yeah, their ACLs for sure. Um, their field is is true too. Now with now with the Niners, um, it, you know, possibly getting Justin Fields. The the good news is 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 Kyle Shanahan's a very very good offensive coach, and they obviously aren't getting rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. So, or at least it doesn't look like they are. Oh, they got bait. I mean, so that's where we can kind of move our way here into the fourth pick. Do the Falcons? trade do the Patriots try to trade up to fourth to get one of the last two quarterbacks that are pretty solid remaining or are they going to try to make some moves and get Garoppolo I mean we won't know you don't know it's Bill Belichick who knows maybe he's going to sign Cam Newton to a 10-year you know two billion dollar contract but uh, the the upside for the Niners um this the best case scenario for Justin Fields in my opinion is that a, he does, in fact, get drafted by San Francisco. And B, San Francisco does, in fact, keep Jimmy Garoppolo. And Justin Fields has, like, a Patrick Mahomes-type career where he sits out a year, learns the game. And Garoppolo, yeah, he's not a Hall of Famer, but, you know, he's played in a Super Bowl. He's statistically always been very good. He's he's a winner. Um, so I think for Justin Fields to be able to take a year and just learn underneath um, Garoppolo and learn the Kyle Shanahan offense, he can be their guy for the future. But in that case, it won't be a year. It'll be probably about six or seven games, and then he'll have to play. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, if Garoppolo's injury uh, proneness comes back, then yeah, Fields might be starting by week four. Um, so moving on from Justin Fields, and we can come back and, and circle that. I, I do want to talk real quick about Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I watched some college football highlights from from Zach Wilson, and now, I want to preface this by saying, yes, I understand it was in the Mountain West and a year of COVID, and not every team was at full strength, and he wasn't in a great conference, and I, we can sell the negativity. But on the positive side of things, dude rips the ball. I mean, that arm is awesome. His composure is awesome. Like, everything about Zach Wilson on film is awesome. Yeah. So will that translate at the pro level? With guys like Everson Griffin and Aaron Donald chasing you down, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Well, my biggest hot take before you know catching up on highlights for Zach Wilson was Mitchell Trubisky 2.0, just because of you know one year at a smaller school, not too much you know to look at. But yeah, I watched the Mitchell Trubisky highlights of college and his pro day and. No, there's a significant difference between Wilson and Trubisky. Yeah, Zach Wilson is significantly more talented than Trubisky. Um, so the thing that I, I wonder with the Jets, though, um, if they go with Zach Wilson at number two, is it 
is it that they don't think Sam Darnold is the future? Because here's my thing with Sam Darnold is he's been a product of just poor coaching. I mean, Adam Gase might be, and I, I'm a huge Adam Gase hater. Adam Gase might be top 10 worst head coaches the NFL has ever seen. How does he keep getting jobs? Because he was the quarterback's coach for the Broncos when Peyton Manning was there. Peyton Manning doesn't need a quarterback's coach. And everyone's like, oh, he helped Peyton Manning come back from surgery and blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, he's Peyton Manning. Like, do you think Peyton Manning needed Adam Gase? No, Adam Gase needed Peyton Manning. Dude, you can clearly see after Peyton Manning's 10th season, his head began to grow. <laughs> his brain was so big, he didn't need a playbook. He was the playbook. Yeah, dude, like, what a stupid argument people had for Adam Gase. Well, he helped Peyton Manning, you know, with a career renaissance. It's like, screw that, it's Peyton freaking Manning. Like, of course the guy had a career renaissance. He was He's one of the top four quarterbacks to ever play football. I, I could go on about yeah. Adam Gase forever. I, I I hate Adam Gase. When the Jets hired Adam Gase, right after a division rival fired Adam Gase, I thought, you are the worst-ran program in all of the NFL. I'm getting heated. I'm going to calm down now. No, let's keep getting heated. I think that the whoever made that decision just wanted to see the world burn. I think that was, they were trolling us. Well, that, that GM's gone now anyway, so t- to hell with him too. Um and I don't wish, like, anything bad on anybody or any team. Like, I want every team to be good because then we have great football every week. But it's like, the, the, the Jets, like, your your problem isn't quarterback. Like, Sam Darnold is, is a very talented young... He's 23 years old. Like, his future is there. Whereas, if you get Zach Wilson, now you have the option... Are you, do you pick up the fifth-year option with Sam Darnold? Do you move on from Sam Darnold? Um, do you keep them both and then decide in a year which one you want to keep? Like, it's it raises too many questions. See, Sam Darnold is like, um, I don't know, a rosemary plant, okay? And you're like, we're going to keep growing it. And what happened? You guys moved to Norway. <laughs> and how the hell are you you're supposed a- to keep growing it? <laughs> it's cold. It's, it's desolate, man. You, you come up with the most random <laughs> ways to go about things, and I love it. It, it makes sense. It makes, it makes perfect sense. Because rosemary's nice. It works on things. It's not going to grow in Norway. Maybe one year, one month out of the year. That's that's a very good point. The Jets are Norway. We could do an entire episode about rosemary plant. I love Norway, actually. We could do an episode about Norway. We it's, could. It's really nice there. I'm, it's not what the podcast is about, but we could. It ain't much. It's not just yeah. football. What are you doing this week? <laughs> <laughs> um... So moving on to another quarterback um, that I hate, <laughs> Mac Jones out of Alabama. Like if I had Devontae Smith, well, I know he didn't have Jalen Waddle for most of the year last year, but if I had Devontae Smith, I would also be a, uh, a first-round draft pick. Devontae Smith is the best route runner that college football has seen in the last 30 years. If, if I'm a quarterback's coach, okay, and my GM comes up to me and says the word Mac, I better hear and cheese after that <laughs> not jones because i'm not trying to deal with mac jones i'm trying to get some mac and cheese there's a big significant difference between that two we won't dive into that <laughs> I, I i i have a feeling that mac jones does get drafted in like the top 10 and it could be like carolina at eight it could be denver at nine i don't think he'd go before then but after then like after after the ninth pick which is the Denver Broncos. There's like, I mean, Dallas, the Giants, Philly, the Chargers, like none of them need quarterbacks. I, I couldn't see Mac Jones maybe falling 15th to the New England Patriots and like Bill Belichick has this new project. Maybe the Patriots trade up for him. Maybe they make you suffer for the next 20 years and win a couple rings with him. Bill Belichick is so smart that if he gets Mac Jones, I might think, okay, maybe Mac Jones is talented. But until then, <laughs> I don't see it. I think he sucks. 
it what Alabama quarterback has gone to the NFL and ever done anything great? Like you're playing for Nick Saban, the greatest college football coach ever. Did Otto Graham go to Alabama? I don't know. I don't know because I was born about 50 years out of after Otto Graham <laughs> was in the NFL. So I can't I can't jog my memory for that's that. That's when it was a real sport. Yeah, that's when they wore like leather condoms on their head. <laughs> um <laughs> another big topic is Penny Sewell from Oregon who sat out in 2020 um, didn't want to play the five games Oregon got to play because of uh, <laughs> of, of COVID-19. Your thoughts on Penny Sewell? Does he go to Atlanta at four, does he drop a little bit? What do you think? I think there's going to be a lot of teams who have a specific, like, Penny Sewell button that if for some reason he falls to them, they're going to push it so fast and be like, wow, we, I can't believe you fell to us. Yeah. I, I, I think that the Bengals should take him if he gets to, if he gets that far. I don't know if they will. Um, but if he falls, like, if he falls to six and the Dolphins see him there, that'd be crazy with the team that's that good already. If he did fall to six, do you think Miami takes him, or do you think they pass on him to get a weapon for Tua? What more do they need? Well, they could use a tight end named Kyle Pitts from Florida. Kyle Pitts not falling to six. I guarantee you that. So we did a little research before this because I wasn't sure on the answer. Neither was Austin. In the last 20 years, there have only been three tight ends picked in the top ten. Two of them were picked at number six. Uh, Kellen Winslow Jr. in 2004. Vernon Davis was picked at six in 2006, and then in 2019 at number eight was T.J. Hawkinson from the uh, Detroit Lions. And none of them are the athletically gifted fucking monster. Yeah, the that only Kyle thing Pitts is. the only thing close would be Vernon Davis, who was an absolute boss. The for only a very thing, long time. yeah, Vernon Davis. The I mean, his tear ducts were really tearing it up. But <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Vernon Davis. You're probably a nice guy. Yeah, if Vernon Davis ever hears this, you're dead. He's gonna beat my ass, dude. Yeah, oh, He's yeah. scary. Yeah, look at him. He's, that's a scary dude. Any NFL player, man. Pat McAfee would beat my ass. Pat McAfee's a freaking pimp. So, um, Pat McAfee gets on the show. Yeah, Kyle Pitts might be like a once in once in a lifetime tight end talent. What was his forty time? It was like wasn't it four five or something like that? It was four four four. Whatever it was, it was ridiculous for a tight end, and he's still like two hundred and forty pounds. So it's like, how do you defend a guy like that? Linebackers tight end in the NFL. I did see that had a faster forty time than him, but forty times they don't really mean shit. Yeah, really? you don't have I pads mean, on. Look at John Ross. The yeah, 40 I mean, times not getting him anywhere up better on the bench. That's true. And John Ross joins a Giants offense that's got like four better wide receivers than him. Yeah, like don't get me wrong. John Ross, tearing it up on my Madden team. Okay, <laughs> but it's a different story there. Uh, I think I have John Ross on my Madden team. You, Shout out to Madden 27-man league if any of you are listening to this. <laughs> yeah, um, love you guys. Um, but we were also talking worst case scenario. For um, for him to go would definitely be the Falcons. Kyle Pitts. Oh yeah, yeah. God, it, it would just be they'd they they should be rebuilding now. They're not going to. They're they think they can keep running it. Maybe two years of just this desperate, not winning. There's two years gone. Go into a rebuild. You know he's going to be six seven seasons in if he stays with the Falcons before they might be able to compete again. Yeah, it, the Falcons are definitely not a team that like they they're not scaring anybody as a playoff contender next year um and if you're a guy like kyle pitts and you're this really highly sought after tight end you want to be on a team that's trying to win now so if i was kyle pitts i would pray i drop to six because the dolphins out of the top 10 
picks, the Dolphins are the most likely to be in the playoffs next year. You think if he drops to seven, you think the Lions are like, well, if Belichick's doing it, we might as well, and they'll pick him up. They'll have Hawkinson. They'll be the first team ever to have two top ten draft pick tight ends on their team at the same time. Well, the Lions have failed to address much of their offensive line issues, so Jared Goff might be dead by week three. So who's going to throw Kyle Pitts the ball if he drops Kyle to seven? Pitts. Yeah, <laughs> Kyle Pitts can be playing quarterback in uh, in Detroit soon. Um, Try sacking that guy. The the good news about Penny Sewell, or like as bad and good news, like let's say, you know, let's say the Falcons pick Sewell at at, at number four. Um, Rashawn Slater from Northwestern, he's the next highly sought after offensive lineman. It's him and Penny Sewell that are really the only two linemen that people really care about. And Rashawn Slater is another guy who's gonna go top ten. Um, where he goes exactly, you I think. think? I think he will because here's what I think. There's a lot of scenarios that could play out, and we won't know until it does. But so let's say Jacksonville does take Lawrence at one. Let's say for the lack, even though I don't think it's a good idea, let's take Zach Wilson at, at two to the Jets. Let's say Justin Fields goes three to the San Fran 49ers. So then number four is the Atlanta Falcons. I say because they need an offensive lineman more than they need a tight end, I say they get Penny Sewell. Fifth pick would be the Bengals. I don't think the Bengals should pass on an offensive lineman, although they might. The Bengals could get Rashawn Slater at five. I think the Bengals are going to pick Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. Well, I mean, if Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase have a re... You know, and, and I don't know. That's a good... I'm not saying it's a good pick. I'm just saying I think that's what... Maybe I'm being like, like smokescreened here by the NFL media, but that reunion and just that's just it just keeps coming up. Well, it's a good story, and sometimes the NFL really likes a good story. I just... My problem I have with taking a wide receiver at five, which I, I wouldn't put it past the Bengals because it's not like they've been ran particularly well for the last 20 years. My problem is if they take a wide receiver at five, it doesn't address their offensive line issue, which is the whole reason Joe Burrow died halfway through the year last year. Um, it, it doesn't solve anything on their defensive side of the thing, uh, of the field. So to me, if, if Penny Sewell drops to five to the Bengals, they have to get Penny Sewell. They have to. If he doesn't, I would still take Rashawn Slater, but I could see them going wide receiver, maybe even Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Um, if you keep going down down the line, like at the 7, 8, 9, and 10, Panthers and Broncos are two quarterback needy teams too. The the I think the Broncos need a quarterback more than the Panthers. I, I like Teddy Bridgewater um, in Carolina. I think with Carolina is... If there, if Trey Lance falls to eight, which I he probably will, I think you have to take him because, yes, we haven't seen enough out of Trey Lance to know if he's truly great because North Dakota State only played one game last year and that was literally just to highlight Trey Lance. But on the other side of that is like we we don't know that he's bad either. Like, yeah, the film that we do have on Trey Lance is very good. <laughs> but another thing with the Panthers though is how many more games do they win with McCaffrey last year? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They were in a lot of games. They lost a lot of one-possession games. They lost, I don't know the exact stat, but I'm pretty sure I heard it was like nine or ten one-possession games they lost. So it's like that one offensive you know, a component that they were missing with McCaffrey gone all year. If they have that back, do they win half those games? And then they're they're looking at like an 8-8 eight and eight record, and now it's like, oh, maybe the Panthers make the playoffs. But the Pan- Panthers also losing Curtis Samuel. Yeah, no, that's significant. And Curtis Samuel was probably their best receiver. Um, and if we go down the Broncos, I mean, holy shit! Yeah, Jerry Judy is something special, and the Broncos don't need a lot Portland of Portland Sutton. Yeah, but their quarterback. No fan. God, their quarterback man. Yeah, Drew Locke sucks. 
Uh, what's what's what was the hype that Drew Lock got? It in? was to like a game at the end of the season a couple years ago where he like threw a touchdown and everybody's like Broncos are back. Fucking. Well, it was like he, he in twenty nineteen he got like the last four or five starts for the Denver Broncos and when it's the last four or five weeks and you have nothing else to do but to play a third string quarterback like he's probably going to be more exciting than Joe Flacco. Yeah. But so that was the problem though. It's like. He had a great game, and everybody blew up. They're like, Elway's got it figured out. We should have always had faith in Elway figuring out. Elway doesn't know. Yeah. He messed I mean, his last good quarterback there was Peyton Manning, and Peyton Manning. He couldn't turn he, his neck 90 yeah, degrees. Was, I mean, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, and outside of Peyton Manning, it's not like the Broncos were, I mean, between Elway and Peyton, the Broncos were struggling at quarterback for yeah. a very long time. And uh, honestly, in Peyton's last year, he had one foot in the door and one foot in Papa John's. I mean, he, was, <laughs> he had his priorities, man. And nationwide, too. Yeah, don't nationwide, forget about nationwide. Yeah, don't forget about nationwide. Um, then the Cowboys, uh, the Cowboys probably trade enough to pick, to pick uh, Jalen Waddle first overall. Well, Jalen Waddle could drop to 10 because... If the Cowboys don't pick a defensive back, Dallas is going to riot. And Jerry Jones, you can go ahead and do whatever Jerry Jones acts that you want. <laughs> <laughs> um... My thing with Den- or Dallas is like Jerry Jones is stupid enough that he might go another receiver, um, but the but if Dallas was smart and they're not, if they were, they'd pick Asante Samuel Jr. Oh, I think that's super super high up for him. I think you take that Farley guy. I don't know. I don't have enough faith in Dallas to say that they get what they need. They're probably gonna pick a safety. I mean, honestly. Yeah, I mean. If if Jalen Waddle falls to ten, which he probably will, Jerry Jones will be sitting there sweating, and he'll be like, <laughs> "Shit, shit, do I do it? Shit, uh, fuck it!" And then he'll just pick Jalen Waddle. <laughs> let, um, let me call some people. Let me call some constituents real quick. Yeah, he'll call Mike McCarthy, and Mike McCarthy will have a mouthful of Cheetos and be like, <laughs> "I don't care, boss. Do whatever you want." <laughs> um, speaking of the 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 NFCs, this is really kind of fun. Uh, so ten is is Dallas. The 11th pick is the New York Giants. And the 12th pick, thanks to all these trades that the Niners and the Dolphins did, the 12th pick will be the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. So three picks in a row from the NFC East, which, you know, they're still, that's 10, 11, 12. That's still high enough that they're going to pick, you know, franchise-changing players. Like, this could, those three could really prove, like, okay, here's the NFC East next year. Um, What do you think, how how do I word this question? What do you think the NFC East is going to look like after the draft? After the draft, I think they're going to have two contenders, the Cowboys, and then the dumpster fire. Washington football team? The Eagles. Oh, the Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles are going to waste their pick on something. I'm telling you. It's going to be bad. They're going to pick a... Oh, so you're saying the two contenders would be the Giants and the Washington football team. Yeah. And then the non-contenders are the Cowboys and the Eagles. Okay, I got you. No, the Cowboys... I I wouldn't say the Cowboys as non-contenders. I would say... If I rephrase this, it'll be the two contenders, Dak Prescott, and then the dumpster fire. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, I think the the most upside out of any team in the NFC East is the Giants, for sure. I think they've made the best offseason move so far. I disagree with you. I think it's Washington. I am excited to watch the Washington team next year. Their defense is terrifying. The, the, Giants, reason... are all ju- the Giants are just mellow, man. They're just mellow. But the Washington team, they have a scary defense. The only reason you and I disagree on that is because you like the Ryan Fitzpatrick move, and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But I think Washington and, and, and the Giants will definitely compete. And either way, the winner of that division is probably going to be nine and seven. Like they're not going to be seven and nine, but they definitely won't be better than nine. No, and seven, they can't be nine and seven. seven, man. We have to read oh, the whole thing. Yeah, 17, I don't know. They're going to be ten and seven, dude. Who's the Packers' uh, extra game? The Chiefs. Because the Colts' extra game is the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers. And that I'm, should be fun, right? I'm very excited about that that matchup. Hopefully it's not a win-get-in situation. Yeah, because that'll be... Yeah, that'll suck. Um, At least you won't have Phillip Rivers to throw the ball out of bounds on first, second, and third down. That's the, true. The game on the line. That's true, with like a wide-open T.Y. Hilton. Phillip Rivers will be busy... Taking care of his newborn child or whatever he's doing. Yeah, Philip Rivers. You can bet on one thing, and that's that he'll have at least ten more kids. I adopted, adopted a bunch of kids. Uh, so I do want to kind of circle back and talk about um, Kyle Pitts again, just because it's 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 ridiculous how talented he is. Um, let's say he doesn't go to Atlanta, where I think he would ultimately like he would succeed, but his career would suck because of the, the situation. Jones situation. Yeah. Um, what do you think the best case scenario is for Kyle Pitts? I said the, the Miami Dolphins. Do you agree? Do you disagree? I would. I would agree with the Dolphins. I think that would be a that'd be exciting. Forty um, ers probably be super exciting too, but they don't. I mean, imagine try. How do you cover George Kittle and Kyle Pitts at the same time when you have two guys on the outside who can just fucking beat all of your corners? See, that's an interesting um, thing. Maybe, you maybe they're there gonna because, pick Kyle Pitts. I don't know because like. If I don't know, I, I if they decide to just roll with Garoppolo and they take a weapon at number three, like the Niners would be so freaking scary, because Garoppolo is good enough to get him to the Super Bowl. He's done it before. He he's got a winning record at, as a starting quarterback. Like yeah, he's not you know Peyton Manning. He's not Tom Brady. But like I'm not gonna pretend Jamie Garoppolo is bad at quarterback for one second. If you're bad at quarterback, you don't have a winning record. If you're bad at quarterback, you don't go to the Super Bowl and only lose because of the last seven minutes Patrick Mahomes decided to go Superman on everybody. I still think it would be crazy, though. If the 49ers do take Kyle Pitts, one lucky listener will win one bottle of peach schnapps. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a drawing. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll, we'll give out a free bottle of DeKuyper's... We'll, we'll just have to flip a coin, actually, I think. DeKuyper peach schnapps, uh, an all-time great liquor. Built by schnapps. Built by schnapps. Uh, for, built Ford tough. Built Schnapps tough. Um, we're not endorsed anyway by DeKuyper's Peach Schnapps. I wish we were. We might be like have at least $7. In we'll our do account. a hashtag for him on our Twitter. Hashtag DeKuyper Peach Schnapps. <laughs> uh, another team, and they, like, if I was this team, I would trade up. I would trade this year's first round pick and next year's like second round pick. I, if I was the Chargers, I would trade up to get Kyle Pitts. Yeah. They don't have Hunter Henry. True. They could oh, use man. a tight end. And Justin Herbert is a pimp. Could you imagine Justin Herbert? He's already got Keenan Allen. He's got Mike Williams. Like Justin Justin Herbert now with a like a freaking red zone threat. Kyle Pitts tight end. Six foot six, 240 pounds. Herbert's already a pimp. Like, I love the idea of Kyle Pitts in LA. But I don't think the Chargers trade up. Yeah, I don't I don't. I don't know. It'd be bold to trade up for that. So, kind of going off being biased here, talking about our favorite teams, the Green Bay Packers pick 29th overall. Mm -hmm. Um, As a fan, what do you want to see happen? Probably the best available corner. Best available corner. Um, Asante Samuel Jr. won't fall that far. But what about Gregory Rousseau from Penn State, the edge rusher? Um, 
would I that know. be something that you'd be interested in as a Packers fan? I think it'd be super exciting, but he just wouldn't see as much playing time as a corner. I, th- I mean, if they want to trade up, they traded up to get Jair a couple years ago. If they trade up to get a corner, that'd be cool. Maybe Tutu Atwell. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, that's that's an interesting thing to talk about too. Is this is a for the second year in a row we have a stacked wide receiver class. Um, they they pass on getting a receiver last year in favor of getting Utah State's grand J- Jordan Love. I mean, is that something maybe the Packers go? Do they go wide receiver to get one more weapon for Rodgers before he, you know, inevitably possibly leaves after this season? Yeah, I mean, no, knowing the Packers, it'll probably be a, a guard in the first round. <laughs> in the second round, they'll probably pick a, a middle linebacker. Third round, they're going to pick their uh, eighth-string tight end. Um, fourth round, they're going to trade it away. Fifth round, um, they might pick up a quarterback to replace Tim Boyle. Uh, <laughs> to replace <laughs> the GOAT, Tim Boyle. Sixth round, they'll take a, a running back from, like, I don't know, Wyoming. <laughs> and then seventh round, they'll pick someone to bring in a campus kicker to, you know, give Mason Crosby a little kick in the butt. That's that, that's what the Packers will do. And everybody's going to be pissed, and they're going to talk shit, and then they're going to get to the NFC Championship game and then lose again, and then be back. Well, I mean, you're obviously a Packers fan because you're – you look pretty depressed. <laughs> um, as a Colts fan, who they picked number twenty-one overall, um, the the Colts don't have a lot of needs. Offensive line's good. Um, defense is pretty good. You could always, you know, use more defensive players. As a Colts fan, I'd love to see a receiver get drafted. And quite honestly, despite winning the Heisman, Devontae Smith could fall that far. And if he did, and he was available, and the Colts didn't pick him, I don't think I could ever cheer for the Colts again. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be painful. It'd be painful, man. Um, that's just kind of my, my view on that. So, I mean, outside of that, and, and again, without going into like a full mock draft, I mean, what, what else do you see happening with this NFL draft? Because this is going to be a very exciting draft, and it's going to change the entire face of the NFL. I don't know. See, honestly, I don't watch enough college football. I need to get better at that, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I, I watch probably more college football than you do, and I find college football mostly boring. Um, outside of like you know the big names, like I like watching Trevor Lawrence play, and I, and I like watching um, you know my favorite team Iowa State play. But outside of that, I could care less. Uh, college football is it's just a bunch of kids, whereas the NFL is grown ass men. Yeah. Um, okay, so I kind of wanted to touch now before the draft hits. You know, people got their predictions of what the season will look like. Now that there's 17 games, there's going to be guys who are going to not be able to play all 17 games because they're old, they're broken, whatever. Um, what is your prediction as far as the, cause every year we have this, who's going to be the surprisingly good team next year? You know, in 2017, it was the Jags who went 11 and five. We've seen the bears go 12 and four when they had no business doing that. Who, who's going to be your team next year? That's supposed to be like middle of the road, but ends up being pretty good. God, I want to say the jets, but I'm afraid. I think it's too early to, to, to take that. I think they're going to win more games this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd sure hope so. <laughs> I mean, that's tough. That's a tough question. I I know the teams that I that I know are going to be good. I think that yeah, the Jags will be a little bit better. I think the Panthers will be a little bit better. I think the Lions will be the fourth place in the NFC North. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a given. They they definitely downgraded at quarterback from Matt Stafford to Jared Goff. I think the Bears, if we talk about the teams that are going to be, 
I don't know if you would even say surprisingly worse. I think the Bears are going to be a disappointing team next year. Yeah, I think Mitchell Trubisky is far better than Andy Dalton um, at this point in their careers. I mean, maybe at their peaks, I'd say Andy Dalton was better, but not not where, not where they stand now. Uh, I would say the team for me that I think is going to be like not only far and above better than they were the last year, but a team that I think will be in the playoffs as a as a wild card team. They won't win their division. That's the Los Angeles Chargers. Yep. I think they did the right move by getting rid of Anthony Lynn. Um, and I think Justin Herbert, out of that draft class between him, Burrow, and Tua, and I know Burrow got hurt, but out of those three, I would pick Justin Herbert 10 times out of 10. Gotta watch out for that sophomore slump. Yeah, I, and I hope he doesn't hit him. But, you know, they like I said, they got Keenan Allen. Mike Williams, if they add another receiver maybe in this draft. I mean, they, again, they're 13th overall. They probably won't get Kyle Pitts because I doubt he drops that far. But at 13th, they could probably get Devontae Smith. They might get Jalen Waddell if he drops a little bit farther than, than people think. I think one more receiver, one more weapon for uh, Travis Etienne could be another guy that they get too um, at 13. I think the Chargers are really going to knock on the door next year. And even what they were this year, they gave the Chiefs a scare. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Chiefs were obviously far and above, especially on paper, way better than the Chargers. Um, but Justin Herbert, he he held his own with Patrick Mahomes. God, that Patriots game, though. The Chargers-Patriots oh. game? That was scary to watch. I thought Justin Herbert was going to end his career. <laughs> that, was, that was... Yeah, but Bill Belichick eats rookie quarterbacks for breakfast. Yeah. Without any milk. Without it? <laughs> Water, at least? Yeah. Um, Bill Belichick, he takes young quarterbacks and he spits them. He just likes pain. Will the Patriots be better next year? Yeah. Are they a playoff team? Because the Bills. No. The Dolphins are going to be, I think, just as good as they were last year. Dolphins went 10-6. and six. There's no way they do worse than that. God, I don't know. I don't want to bet against Belichick. Yeah. But, I, you know, an interesting thing about Belichick is before Tom Brady, he was unsuccessful. And after Tom Brady, so far, he's been unsuccessful. So was Belichick just a product of good timing? I wouldn't go that far. No. Look at the... He, he did pretty good with the Giants, defensive coordinator in the 80s. Yeah, I mean, coach. saying he failed in Cleveland is not irrelevant because nobody's ever been good in Cleveland, literally except for St- Kevin Stefanski. So, um, speaking of Cleveland, how are they going to do next year? I mean, are they going to be... They'll be a playoff team. You think they'll be in the playoffs? They'll be a playoff team. Do Does the AFC North get three teams in the playoffs again like they did this, this past year? No. No? The Steelers suck. What's the division that's most likely to get three teams in the playoffs? Because the NFC West and the AFC North did it last. No, the NFC West only had two teams. I'm stupid. I'd say the West could do it. The NFC West? Yeah. God, the NFC West could have four teams with how good that freaking division is. It's a good division. Well, I I think before we wrap this up, I got a really cool hot take uh, game that me and Kyle are going to play. You don't have to name the player. Is there any team next year... That a player is going to retire at halftime, <laughs> like Vern, uh, like uh, 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 what's his name, uh, Vontae Davis. Dude. Yeah, any 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 team. If if there's a team, and do, maybe do you know who's going to retire at half game halftime? C.J. Mosley for the New York Jets. Sad. <laughs> he sat out in 2020 because of COVID. He's coming back in 2021. He's on the worst team in the NFL. He's like, fuck it, I'm out. Okay, what about this? What about this? Most likely to have to take a shit. In the fourth quarter. Lamar Jackson again. Lamar Jackson. My prediction is not a player. It's going to be Mike McCarthy. He's going to eat some <laughs> some bad cheese curds because <laughs> Dallas doesn't know how to cook them. And, but is he going to shit his pants on the field or is he going to try to run out? 
Who's more likely to order a pizza mid-game, Andy Reid or Mike McCarthy? Mike McCarthy, because Andy Reid's already ready. He already has a pizza. He's ready for <laughs> yeah, he's prepared. Unlike Mike McCarthy, who's never prepared for a game. He's just like, Aaron Rodgers is there. Andy Reid has a tent on the sideline. It's just a buffet back there. He just runs over, checks on his players, just eats a little bit real quick. You think Andy Reid went to Golden Corral after they won the Super Bowl last year, two years ago? I think he wants to keep fighting Sonic the Hedgehog because he looks like Dr. Robotnik. That's, that's who he is, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, all right, well, with that said, next week's episode is going to be a little bit different. Mm. Um, I'll be on my honeymoon. So Austin's going to be spitting the hot takes alone, um, which, Austin, you ready for that? You ready for that kind of pressure? It's going to be a 30-second podcast. I'm just going to say hello <laughs> and then silence and then thanks for listening to the Nate Monk Football <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> uh, well, I guess I'm going to have to come back and save it week five. <laughs> we'll see. All right, well, um, that wraps up today's episode. Um, before the draft, we will try to get at least a first-round mock draft, and, and it will go really quickly out of the way just to give our thoughts on that. But um, as, it, as it stands now, um, th- you know, this is this is where we're at. So that's how we're going to end this podcast. Yeah. Everybody have a safe weekend. Don't drink too much. Uh, have a Merry Christmas. Oh. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>